I'm Carrie Dozer, and this is TGen Talks. Cancer continues to be the second most common cause of death in the United States, with a total of nearly 2 million diagnoses every year. In this episode of TGen Talks, recorded in front of a live studio audience in Phoenix, we take a look at how genomic information is leading to better and earlier diagnoses and treatments for all kinds of cancer. The collaboration between City of Hope and TGen is proving to be a mighty weapon in the fight against cancer right here in Arizona, as clinicians who treat cancer are better informing their laboratory counterparts, and in turn, the laboratory is helping guide clinicians. And welcome, all of you, to a very dressed-up version of TGen Talks. We're here to talk about driving change and innovation in cancer research, and we're doing it with two very important and special guests. Dr. Alan Bryce, who's Chief Clinical Officer at City of Hope Cancer Center, Phoenix, and Professor of Molecular Medicine at TGen, and Dr. Jeffrey Trent, who is the Founder and President and Research Director at TGen. We're here to have a conversation about cancer, because for many people, there's nothing more important. There's no one in this room, there's no one watching, listening, who hasn't been touched personally. And I think we all have the same questions. With all of this research that's been happening at TGen and at research institutes around the world, why are we still where we are with the fight against cancer? Well, I think one of the really uh, discouraging parts, but I'll turn it around and say encouraging as well, is that despite there being over 200 subtypes of cancer, uh, increasingly we're not just able to bring uh, treatment options, but, but cures for a great number. But unfortunately, one of the things that the Genome Project has helped unlock is just that each one of those cancer types, like breast or prostate or melanoma or pancreas cancer, usually is made up as a, of a series of different subtypes. Those that uh, are still under a microscope will look and be recognized as breast or, or ovary or uh, or melanoma, but when we use the, the lens of genomics, it, uh, it helps us to subdivide those. So we're looking at literally hundreds of uh, different challenges, but we're making progress every day. Dr. Bryce, you're in a, a slightly different position every day. You're more of a clinician. Tell me a little bit about your perspective on, on the search for answers and what it is that you do. Yeah, thank you for the question. I, I absolutely appreciate it. You know, we hear it every day. Uh, as, I, as you say, I'm a clinician. I'm seeing patients, helping patients with advanced cancer. There's no question we've made tremendous progress in the last five years, the last 10, the last 20. Cancer care today is entirely different than what it was a generation ago. So, you know, the truth is we're curing a lot of cancers we never did before. We're helping patients live better lives, live longer lives than ever before. But to your point, we have a long ways to go, right? There's still too many people dying of cancer. There's still too many people suffering from, uh, from this family of diseases. Um, so there's a lot of research left to be done. And that's why, you know, the, these relationships between um, cancer centers, between uh, laboratory research and researchers and clinicians are so important uh, because there is a long way yet to go. The relationship between TGen and City of Hope is not brand new. It began several years ago. But what is it that you will be doing here in Phoenix? What is your new mission? Well, I've been in Phoenix 12 years, but I'm new to City of Hope, to be sure. I, I uh, have been doing cancer research for, you know, I, I suppose you could go back to college. I mean, you know, 25 years now I've been involved in cancer research. 
but here in town, I've been involved with TGen for uh, over 12 years now. And you know what, the Human Genome Project and, and the genomic uh, abilities and, and insights that TGen have brought allow us to do uh, is to really dissect down the individual patient's cancer uh, to a level that we couldn't do before we had these tools. We all know people who seem to have the same thing going on. Two people get a cancer diagnosis and one does really, really well and, and the treatments work great and, and they don't seem to get any side effects. Then the other person gets a lot of side effects or the cancer seems to be resistant. And, and you know what that reflects is the fact that even though we put the same label on it, we say it's breast cancer or colon cancer or something, you know, patients can take very different paths. And it's because the underlying genetics of, of those cancer cells between those patients are entirely different. So that's what we're now able to really get down into uh, with the work at TGen, with this technology of, of genomic sequencing to really understand at, at you know, the, the most intricate level possible what's going on precisely with this patient's cancer. TGen's been around for 20 years, and your researchers and your scientists have been in the lab working that entire time. City of Hope's been around more than 110 years. How did this marriage come about? How did you find that you had something to offer one another, and what was that? Well, City of Hope, as you said, over 110 years old. Uh, the 20 years of TGen really came at the end of the completion of that first genome and really the opening of the door to use that information to treat a patient sitting in front of us today. Where most of our effort has been in that, that focus of understanding those intricate, specific, personalized changes that each patient has and, and we want to identify. City of Hope spent most of its effort building today's most successful programs using our immune system to treat our, our cancer, cell-based therapies, transplants, the best transplant center in the United States the last 17 years uh, at the national level. So this opportunity six years ago really began to, for the first time, think about aligning a program that they had built in using our own immune system with the genomic information at TGEN and unifying those in a way that could try to deliver benefit for the patient sitting in front of us today. What are those City of Hope headlines? A hospital that's been around 110 years has to have achieved some amazing things. What should people know about City of Hope that they might not? Yeah, City of Hope has a proud history, and I'm frankly very excited about the fact that we have it here in Arizona. You know, I grew up in Southern California, so I always knew of this institution. But if we trace it back, you know, City of Hope started as one of the original sanatoriums, the TB hospitals uh, for the city of Los Angeles. You know, it was at the end of the train tracks and a mile beyond, right? Because you had to keep those hospitals, you know, at a distance. And then as TB got under control and it wasn't the burden that it once was, you know, City of Hope had a foundation of, of being very community oriented, being very research focused and, and innovative and forward thinking um, in a way that, that wasn't necessarily the norm, right? A hundred years ago. And so, you know, we trace that history and, and some of the highlights would include the first development of synthetic insulin, right? The backbone of diabetes treatment, that came from City of Hope. One of the nation's earliest leading transplant centers, and that tradition continues today. The development of the technology 
behind all the antibody therapies we use today. So the technology behind drugs like Herceptin for breast cancer, Rituxin for lymphoma, Avastin for so many cancers, all of that was City of Hope technology. So City of Hope is one of the nation's historic cancer centers. So bringing that to, to Arizona, marrying that with TGen, I really think the marriage with TGen and, and bringing that genomic expertise um, is going to be one of the next big leaps forward for City of Hope. So this relationship between TGen and City of Hope, while is relatively newer, you two, your paths have crossed in the past. So you've worked together even while you were with different organizations. Yeah, so clearly cancer is the enemy, not institutions that are out to really try to do something in an advanced way across this. And one of the organizations that's been successful in bringing together scientists is Stand Up to Cancer. And where I first really began to get to know Dr. Bryce uh, was uh, when I was privileged along with the head of phase one clinical trials at Yale University, Pat Russo, to become the head of the Melanoma Dream Team. And that allowed us uh, a very large grant, about 20-some million dollars, to say we would launch the first FDA-supervised trial, the first, that would actually marry that genomic information with, with treatment options. And at that time, Dr. Bryce was at the Mayo Clinic and we uh, enlisted him as the, one of the senior uh, physicians, another physician in the room. Uh, Dr. Alex Sekulik uh, uh, was also a key part to that program as well. So it's a misnomer that this hospital competes with that hospital, that TGen competes with someone in another state to find a particular treatment for a particular cancer. It's not a misnomer. We compete. <laughs> I mean, the, to being first is incredibly important in science and baseball and football. You know, I mean, it, no question, we're, we're competitive. But where cancer equalizes the playing field is we, none of us are smart enough, are large enough, or good enough, or have the individual type of tools that are required to beat this monster. So I, I think it forces collaboration. And the other, there's nothing more satisfying than feeling that you make a discovery, but then it's used by others broadly across the country, across the world. And and that's where City of Hope has allowed TGEM to scale what it does here in Arizona nationally. Let's talk about the Phoenix marketplace, the Arizona marketplace, and what this partnership means to accessibility. How much more hopeful should someone in, in Arizona be today when they receive a cancer diagnosis, knowing that this partnership exists and that there are now City of Hope cancer centers all over Phoenix, all over the Phoenix area. Absolutely. I mean, as we know, Arizona is a young state, right? 48th state. Phoenix is a young city. Really wasn't on the national map as, as a major city un, until, you know, just a generation ago, right? Now we have the fifth biggest city in the country. But because we're so young, it also means we don't have the same you know, highly developed institutions that you'd expect for a city this size. And, you know, and the reality is that's also true in our medical community. You know, we don't have the big, historic, you know, nationally recognized large hospitals in the same way that, say, a Boston or a Philadelphia or even a San Diego or, or a Seattle do. So City of Hope is really going to be able to bring that level of nationally recognized 
research-driven, cutting-edge cancer care uh, to the greater population of Arizona. That's the mission. You know, that's why I've come to City of Hope. Uh, that's the, the task that's been given to us is to say, the people of Arizona need this level of cancer care. We need to build this uh, for this state. And then, you know, having TGen, that depth of expertise and all that research uh, gives us an amazing foundation to build on, to, to really deliver the most cutting edge, world-class cancer care for, for Arizona. What does it mean, Dr. Trent, that patients, they may drive by a, a City of Hope Cancer Center, see it for the first time, notice it for the first time, and think that their first call might be to somebody here instead of Googling who's the best expert in another town to treat their particular cancer. Carrie, we, you know, we know local research benefits local patients first. And so that idea of advanced cancer care, we need more of it in Arizona. We need more of it in our city. Uh, we have some excellent examples in various areas of treatment of cancer. All of us, though, uh, can benefit from really beginning to layer in additional shots on goals, especially because, again, it's, it's so difficult uh, to, to be at that point when you're looking in the eyes of a patient and really don't have unique options to offer to them next. So having options that are new today and are on the way for tomorrow, you know, that's worth living for. How many patients are treated at City of Hope for cancer today? I mean, it's, it's on the order of 150,000 unique patients a year nationwide. And we absolutely expect that to grow with, with growth in Phoenix. And it, that's the whole spectrum of cancers, right? From, uh, from blood cancers and leukemias through to breast and colon cancer from, from young to old. So really, as I say, one of the nation's uh, historic and, and large and great cancer centers. You mentioned pre-human genome project, obviously, and, and post, TGen being on the post side, City of Hope being on, on the pre side, treating people with cancer. Why is genomics, simply put, so important in treating cancer? For most people, they think of a cancer diagnosis as cancer is its own category. Why, why are genomics so important? I mean, fundamentally, cancer is a genetic disease, right? So it's the normal, healthy human cell that's mutated to become bad. So the driver, the cause of cancer, one way or the other, whether it's uh, simple natural processes of a cell mutating, whether it's because of environmental conditions, you know, tobacco exposure, UV light, whatnot, viruses, whether it's because of a genetic predisposition that a patient inherited, right, from their parents. At the end of the day, the root cause of cancer is genetic mutation uh, to make a good cell go bad. So when we are able to do genomics, now we're able to understand in that cancer cell, what is it that went bad? How is this cancerous cell different from the healthy cell that it used to be? And that gets us down to the root causes and allows us as, as researchers to try to find new answers, right? Understanding the cause points us to solutions. But then also on the clinical side, you know, when I look at a genome, I understand much more deeply what's going on with that cancer. Oftentimes, I'll change my treatment approach based upon having looked at the genome because I have a much better idea of where the cancer is going. Right, it's, it's, it's really about kind of a, a level of detail and, and depth of understanding. You know, I would focus efforts as important as treatment with patients who have cancer diagnosed today 
is really where genomics has played a major role. This next decade is focused clearly on identifying cancer early at its earliest possible change, recognize it, identifying it, and getting the cancer really at the earliest stages where all of us know it's more treatable, It's uh, we're able to control this. So the area of early detection or what we call cancer interception, meaning just all right, if it's started, let's let's find out where it's gone. Let's understand that process. We're, we're not changing, really, I would say, effort at all from advanced patients with cancer that we see today. But I, I think you're going to see a, an incredibly important movement for that. TGen with City of Hope will be starting such a study with 30,000 individuals uh, over the course of the next few months to take a simple blood test that can give an answer for patients who don't have cancer, whether they actually have cancer uh, someplace in their body as well, even highlighting where that might be. That could not happen soon enough. Do the researchers in the lab at TGen benefit more from the knowledge they gain from clinicians, or do the clinicians gain more from the information gleaned in the laboratory? Or is it a tie? I, I don't know how you would score that, right? It's actually a, a virtuous cycle. So you, we talk about, traditionally, the old model was bench to bedside, which means the lab bench, you discover something, and we take that to the bedside. But increasingly nowadays, the insights are coming from, from the clinic, right? The clinician sees something, they understand something, they formulate the questions. I immediately am talking to my colleagues at TGen. They're doing the research. They're coming with more insights. We take that back to the clinic. Then we come up with the next set of questions based upon what we learned, right? And that's the virtuous cycle. It really doesn't work, and, and this isn't unique to medicine. It doesn't work when people live in silos, right? Too much of, of uh, a tunnel vision around very narrow questions. We're talking about big problems. And when you're talking about bringing in the human element, right, then it's not just theoretical. So it, it's an absolute virtuous cycle. I always say in cancer care, ca cancer clinical care and research, more than any other medical field, are not separate. Right? Research is happening every day in the clinic. Um, you ha you, we are learning from every patient we see. So research and clinical care absolutely go hand in hand. They cannot be separated. Um, and that's why I think the pace of change is, is getting ever quicker, because that relationship is more effective than it's ever been. Sounds like City of Hope is a pretty apt name for this venture. Uh, before we close, are there any areas, any specific areas of research that you feel Arizonans should be especially excited about? Well, the two I could think of, one I've already mentioned, which is early detection. The second, though, is one of the most exciting ones, and we could only do this in the combination of TGen with City of Hope, is that we uh, just very quickly, soon they have a cancer patient, they're diagnosed, we take a biopsy of those. And if you look through the microscope, there's plenty of cells, we call them lymphocytes, T lymphocytes, or those that should be ready to kill that cancer. But they're, so they're inside the cancer, they got there, they just aren't doing their job. Well, understanding the genomic information from a patient's cancer, we've been able to uh, work that to the point where we take those cells out, and you get about 2 million 
we hand them over to our colleagues at City of Hope where they can grow that number and expand it. And the number that we give back to a patient uh, is about 22 billion. So we're gonna go from 2 million, we expand it to 22 billion uh, using facilities that City of Hope has for what we call expanding ourselves. Know, and you have to get, and then you give that back to the patient. Uh, and the early looks at this are extraordinarily exciting. Uh, so it's using your own cells in your own body. So there's not a rejection. Just incredibly exciting. And we hope to open that trial sometime in the next, certainly this year, uh, probably before summer. Well, thank you both for your time and for your work. We're certainly lucky to have you here in Phoenix. Thanks for having us. That's a wrap on this TGen Talks Live. We're glad you all could be with us, and we can't wait to do it again. For more on TGen's research, go to tgen.org news. The Translational Genomics Research Institute, part of City of Hope, is an Arizona-based nonprofit medical research institution dedicated to conducting groundbreaking research with life-changing results. You can find more of these podcasts at tgen.org slash tgentalks, Apple and Spotify, and most podcast platforms. For TGen Talks, I'm Carrie Dozer.